Radio. The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. It's now time for The Journey with Dodsey and Dave. G'day, welcome to The Journey. I'm Dodsey. I'm Dave. How are you, Dodsey? I couldn't be better. I'm back on the old red chair behind the mic. How good does it get? And you've got that great smile as well, mate. It's good to see. And how good's the weather been? Oh, it's been awesome. But how about earlier in the week, though? Yes, indeed, Dodsey. It's been a little bit up and down, hasn't it? Just like the New South Wales Blues, the domestic one-day cricket final. I love my cricket, as you know. They got beaten by those Queenslanders. Can we beat the Queenslanders at anything? Anyway, well done to the Queensland side. They beat us with five balls to spare. Also, on the work front, it's been so busy, mate. So many weddings this time of year. The nice warm weather, I suppose, helps. The other day, I did two weddings in one day, but I'm loving it. What about yourself, Dodsey? Mate, I've been here, there and everywhere. I've been driving all over the place. For instance, on Saturday night, I did my first gig in years, and I don't mean singing and playing. Um, Anyone can do that. I mean, I was actually sound engineering for a band I used to work with ages ago but at the end of the night right at the end I lifted something very heavy and I put my lower back out and you know what all these people were throwing all these remedy ideas at me do you want me to rub it do you want a couple of Nurofen you know you should lie down you know what I said no mate I add prayer to my medicine why not leave it in God's hands you know what it's feeling alright exciting times in the Diocese of Wollongong Dodsey Last week, the summary report to Bishop Ingham about parishes working together was distributed at masses and churches. The booklet, which gives an overview of the present and emerging pastoral needs in the region, will be a valuable resource as parishioners engage in the process of planning for the future church in the diocese. Yeah, mate, there's been a lot of research, discussion, consultation throughout the diocese over the last couple of years, and this summary report's just another piece in the jigsaw as faith communities throughout the diocese plan for the future and look at how we cooperate better across regions as we embrace making our faith communities places of vibrant worship and in reaching out to others. Now if anyone missed out on their copy, make sure you pick one up from your local Catholic parish so you can read, pray and contribute to the process of renewing our faith communities while we plan for future growth in various parts of the diocese. So if you need a copy, give Nettie Brockman a call, 4222 2467. That's 4222 2467. Coming up on the show, we've got Gospel Reflections, also the lovely Sister Hilda, Bruce Downs, the Catholic Guy, Byron and Fran Parola, Trish McCarthy and Pete Gilmore. We've also got an interview that Mr Rob Falzen, he's the founder of the Men Alive Movement in Australia and New Zealand, had with our producer, Mr Jude Hennessy. Can't wait to hear that one. Rob's so passionate about men embracing their role as fathers, husbands and members of faith communities. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. The Gospel today is from chapter 19 of St. Luke's Gospel and it's about our little friend Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was from Jericho, not a very popular place, and also a tax collector. He worked for the Romans, not very popular. He was short, he had everything going against him, so he climbs a tree. He looks childish, looks foolish. Maybe he had to climb a tree because the crowd would have stoned him. They never liked tax collectors. And here Jesus looks up. Looks up and sees Zacchaeus, not because of his good taste, but because of God's mercy, God's salvation for the lost and those who are wiped out by people, those we misjudge. Jesus looks up, sees him in the tree and calls him down. 
What an embarrassment for the crowd. What an embarrassment for Zacchaeus. But no, Jesus talks to him as a brother. Zacchaeus changes his mind about people that he is ripped off. But Jesus accepts him. Jesus actually invites himself to Zacchaeus' house for dinner. That seems a bit strange. We don't invite ourselves to another person's place. But in those days, it was a sign of respect that Jesus would invite himself to Zacchaeus' house. Jesus accepts people as they are. God chooses me as I am. Not for what I'm going to be, but as I am now. Jesus calls me, having been accepted and forgiven, to live out my life, faith in action, in openness to people, in generosity, in compassion. How do I treat people? Do I judge them because of their job, because of their occupation, because of where they've come from, because of their stature in the community? How do I judge people? And do I judge people and thereby put them down? Or do I call them? Call them to be generous and compassionate and kind like Christ was. This is Father Ken from the parish of St. Michael at Thoreau. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. And now, inspiring you to dream, here's Bruce Downs, The Catholic Guy. Have you ever wondered if your family is as good as someone else's? Think about your family for a minute, your kids, your parents, the extended family. How would you describe your family dynamic? When I think about my family, a smile comes across my face. We have such a mixture of introverts and extroverts that time together can be pretty cosy. Every family has a unique dynamic, and yet how often do we compare ourselves and our children to other families? Social media makes the comparison game all the more prominent. All it takes is clicking through one family summer vacation album on Facebook to make us feel like our lives don't quite measure up. Suddenly shame and guilt set in and we wonder how we let our families get so out of control. One of my favourite truths from scripture is that condemnation is a trick of the enemy, not the language of the heavens. Shame is not the rhetoric of redemption, so if we are a slave to it, we've moved outside of the protective covering of mercy. In an age when it's so easy to post updates or share only our best sides to others, remember this, don't compare your behind the scenes life to other people's highlight reel. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com and remember, wherever you are around the world today, God is never far from you. That was the Catholic Guy there on the journey. Now for the last couple of weeks we've been speaking about how all Christian churches are currently recruiting scripture teachers for 2014 to go into public schools. That's right Dodsey. Christian churches are currently recruiting scripture teachers to join the over 10,000 New South Wales teachers who go into schools and share the gospel with young people in state schools in time set aside for special religious education each week. Our regular listeners would know that I'm really passionate about SRE in schools, Dodsey, and I'm a scripture teacher myself. It's an amazing ministry that sees around 240,000 students a week. That is massive, mate. 240,000? <laughs> scripture teachers make an incredible contribution to the lives of kids, to families who want faith formation for their sons and daughters, to churches. <laughs> well, let's face it, it's a massive contribution and strength of public education. Now, if any of the listeners want to get involved with their Christian church's contribution to Scripture in schools, 
they should contact Mr. Jude Hennessy, who as a board member of the Interchurch Commission for Religious Education in Schools, or Icarias, will put you in contact with someone in your area who can have a chat to you and provide links to the training and support offered by various churches to people who want to teach Christian SRE in state schools. Jude also has available for churches and scripture teachers brochures that have been developed for parents by Icarias. Give him a call if you want to get hold of these brochures for your church to hand out to kids who do scripture. Look, essentially it's info for parents, giving them up-to-date info about what's involved in SRE, the curriculum, training of teachers and the benefits of faith formation for kids. So if you need to speak to Jude Hennessy about becoming an SRE teacher for your church or about getting hold of the info for parent brochures, give him a call. He's on 4222-2407. That's 4222-2407. It's The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. We live by the rule of St Benedict up at the monastery and the opening words of our rule are listen with the ear of your heart. Some years ago, my mother, who was buying us a ham down at the local supermarket, happened to come across the cash register girl and my mother, who I said is nearly 90, describes her as the little girl at the cash register who's not our type. Well, I'll leave you to work that out for yourself. As Mum came up with the ham and a few other things that she was getting, she noticed that the poor kid was crying. Whatever's wrong, my mother said. It turned out that the poor kid had been given the sack and this was right on Christmas. And Mum stood there listening to, 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 to the tale of woe and then noticed that when the price came out, the ham hadn't been included. Mm, that's on Cheapskates Incorporated, the deer who's not our type responded. But it was the next bit that got me. As Mum was leaving, the little girl said, I'm going to miss you, Mrs Scott. You're the only customer who ever comes here, asks me how I am and listens while I tell you. Mum listened with the ear of her heart. Today, you'll be listened to, please God, with the ear of somebody else's heart. Will you listen with the ear of your heart? And what will you hear when you do listen? Our God will listen to you today with the ear of his heart and you'll be listened to as none other. We're now going to listen to an interview that our producer Jude Hennessy had with Mr Rob Falzon, founder of the Men Alive movement. Rob's a much sought-after speaker at conferences around Australia and New Zealand, and tens of thousands of men have done Men Alive weekends, enabling them to embrace true Christian manhood and be the type of men God calls them to be as members of their churches. So let's get into it. Our producer, Jude Hennessy, having a chat with Rob Falzon. We're joined in the studio today by Rob Falzon, husband, father, businessman, and founder of Men Alive. G'day Rob. Hi Jude, it's great to be with you. I'm really uh, grateful for the opportunity to be here. Good on you Rob. Now this is a big ask I know because there's a lot to tell but can you briefly tell us the Rob Falzon story? Thanks Jude. Well I was born in Western Australia to European migrants. Grew up as a Catholic, um, going to schools in in Western Australia. Uh, Felt a call to to study and and learn a bit more about my faith. Yep. Yep. And then um, came to the East Coast and met my wife of 30 years now, Alicia. Yeah. I have four children, 
I spent most of my life, 30 years in business, running furniture, interior design, manufacturing business. Mm. And then after, uh, after that, at 47 years of age, I, I felt a call to do more in the life of the church. Now, Rob, we'll get to the business of Men Alive shortly, but there'd be a lot of listeners interested in your business background, and, and I understand that you're a very successful businessman prior to taking on this mission of Men Alive. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, well, I, um, I got into furniture manufacturing. I'm not a tradesman. I'm a businessman. And um, I started a company called FMCA, Furniture Manufacturing Company of Australia. That business specialised in producing high-end furniture for hotels and luxury yachts. In that period of 30 years, we produced more furniture for more hotel rooms in Australia than any other company. Um, we worked in luxury yachts all over the world, in New Orleans, um, mm. France, and, and uh, in Western Australia, producing interior design and, and furniture for luxury yachts. Um, during that time, we were, we were successful in, in uh, winning a number of Australian business awards. Mm. The Australian Institute of Management, Owner Manager of the Year, uh, Telstra Small Business of the Year Award, and finally the Entrepreneur of the Year Award with uh, Ernst & Young. Well, that's an amazing story in itself, and, and I'm sure in coming months you'll have lots of reflections on, on, on that sort of stuff that you did as part of your life. Mate, how do you make that jump from being such a successful businessman into really dedicating a lot of your time and your focus onto issues surrounding manhood, fatherhood, and, and the way that men embrace their role as, as members of the church? Well, simple terms, I heard God call me, uh, disturb me, dislodge me, uh, mm. shake me, and and I had this holy discontent in my soul. I, what, even though I had a lot of success, I wasn't satisfied. I needed more. I needed to do more, become mm. more. I needed to be a better husband, a better father, a ma- better man of integrity, and, and I felt God calling me to that. Mm. So, Rob, why did you start Men Alive? Well, at 47 years of age... So that's 30 years in business. I, I looked around one day in, in the church that I was in and I, I saw the question I was going to bring the rest of my life to. And the question is, where are all the men? I looked around and there was no young men mm. uh, and, and very few men in comparison to women in the church. And I thought, this mm. is not good enough. I've got to do something about it. So what does Men Alive aim to do about this? Well, well, Men Alive is classically a ministry that we, uh, we go to where men are in parishes, in schools, in workplace, and, and we bring the message of the good news, the good news of hope for their lives sure. uh, to these guys. Now, Rob, Men Alive addresses some, some really big issues with the men that, that are part of the, the program and part of the weekends, big issues that are facing them in society and, and, as, and as dads and as fathers and as work colleagues, all of those sort of things. Given the things that you speak about with men, what can we hope that you will bring to the program, the journey, in, in coming months? Thanks, Jude. Over the last 10 years, we've worked in 195 parishes, churches, 23 dioceses, mm. uh, 12,000 men. Yep. And, and, the, and the common ground with all of those men are these, these, these primary issues. Most men say, I want to be a better husband. Yep. I want to be a better father. Mm. I, I want to be a man of God in the workplace. How do I maintain my integrity in the face of a secular culture? What is it that I need to do to be God's man? Mm. So you're getting that real sense that men, men want to be what they're called to be, but, but sometimes just lack the tools or the resolve to, to actually step up and do that. Absolutely. Written into the heart of every man is this desire, can I become who I was made to be? What is it that, that I am that I'm waiting to become? How do I make this transition from the man that I am to the man that God made me to be? Mm, wonderful. 
Well, Rob, a lot of people might think it's funny that on a, on a general radio program you have something that focuses on, on men's issues only. Why should listeners, including all of the, all of the ladies who listen to The Journey, be interested in, in what you've got to say about manhood? Everything that we do with men has an impact on the people that they live with and have a relationship with, mm. and that's mostly uh, their, their partners and their children and the people that they work with, and more than half of those are, are women. Sure. The sense that I have uh, is re- captured in this very small story. One day I was walking through the grounds of the, the, the church in Brisbane and this lady came walk up alongside me, nestled in alongside me. She was about 60-something short. Mm. And, and, and as she was walking alongside me, she leaned over and, and continued to walk and she said these words, Whatever you're doing with my husband, keep going. <laughs> well, that's a great affirmation for you. If you had to put into a nutshell what you are doing with her husband or any of the men that, uh, that have been part of Men Alive, what is, what is the core ingredient that you're calling them to, Rob? It's captured in this simple antiphon. If you can reach the man, you'll reach the marriage. If you can reach the marriage, you'll reach the family. If you can reach the family, you'll reach the church. And if you can reach the church, you'll reach this nation one man at a time. Rob Falzon, thanks for spending some time with us on the journey. Really looking forward to having conversations with you over coming months that our listeners can, can be a part of. Thanks, Jude. Take care. Bye. Well, there you go, Dodsey. Another great interview, mate. I met Rob Falzon up at the Tops Conference Centre a few weeks ago at the Young Men of God Conference. Brilliant. Just, just passionate. He had these young men captivated and encouraged so many young men to do hard things to choose the path less travelled and really embrace the type of manhood that Christ calls us to. He was brilliant, mate. Well, he's going to be a more regular part of the show in the coming months. That's great news. Speaking regularly in interviews with our producers Jude and Dan Hopper to give men tips and encouragement about being godly men. Oh, great stuff. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. Now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. One of the things that most inspires me is peace. In Jesus' words, he says, My peace I give you, a peace the world cannot give. Now that is significant. A peace the world cannot give. Which signifies that it is outside anything we would ordinarily experience. An inspiring and beautiful man was called home recently, and his family described the celebration of his life as a man at peace with himself and at peace with the world. It prompted me to ask the question, am I living in such a way that I experience being at peace with myself and at peace with the world that God created? For me, this doesn't just relate to my spiritual journey, but overflows into my physical life as well. Can I say the foods I choose to consume bring peace and healing to my body? Or do they bring dis-ease? Do the physical activities I participate in bring peace, strength and movement to my body, or do they bring disease? Do the relationships I surround myself with and invest in create peace in my heart, or do they contribute to disease? Sit still long enough today and ask God to fill you with his peace, a peace the world cannot give. And in doing so, seek to transfer that peace into your everyday living. Switch off to advertising and consumerism and soak in the flavour of fresh berry or seasonal fruit. Get caught up in the flow of movement you participate in today. Gardening, dancing, walking, stretching, weightlifting, and be fully present. Be attentive to the conversation you have with a friend. Put your phone where you can't reach it and listen to their body language. Look into their eyes. Be still in their presence, free from distractions. 
and offer your peaceful presence into their story. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Parola with Smart Loving. Hi, we're Byron and Francine Parola from Smart Loving, and today we're talking about how to manage disappointment and tension in your relationships. Have you ever felt stuck in your relationship, frustrated and hurt by your spouse's behaviour? All couples go through periods when their relationship is strained. Stress, sleep deprivation, demands from family and work can starve our marriages of the positive energy they need and deserve. Soon, we find ourselves arguing more often, making up with less enthusiasm and becoming someone even we ourselves don't like. The thing is, all couples disagree at times, and all of us have arguments. Everyone feels annoyed and frustrated by their spouse occasionally or even frequently. It's easy to fall into destructive patterns of relating, but it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, don't get angry. Instead, just tango. So what's tango? Tango is a simple three-step process to help you turn your angry exchanges into a dance. The T in tango stands for time out. When things get tense, you owe it to yourself and to your marriage to step out of the hot zone and regain your calm. But time out is not about stewing it over and rehearsing your attack. It's about connecting with the best part of you, the part of you that is true and loving. So, time out, take a few deep breaths, let the tension go. The N in tango is for needs. Now that you're calmer, reflect on what's happening for you. Name your emotions, acknowledge them. What do they tell you about the needs that are being frustrated in this situation? Perhaps you are angry because your spouse has broken a promise and it's caused you inconvenience and worry. Your emotions might be telling you that you need reliability in order to trust your spouse. Or maybe you're upset because your spouse has criticised you. Do your emotions tell you that you need to feel respected and admired by your spouse? The G in tango is for gratitude. When we're hurt, it's easy to be overwhelmed by the negative feelings about our spouse. Soon we are remembering all the little ways that he or she let us down. What started as a single disappointment soon grows to be a major character flaw in our spouse. Hope evaporates and we become reactive and critical. Gratitude can be consciously chosen and is a powerful technique for taming those runaway negative thoughts and bringing our focus onto the goodness in our spouse. Gratitude helps us to keep our spouse and the situation in perspective. So there it is. Three simple steps to handle tension and anger. Time out, needs and gratitude. Tango helps you move out of that gridlocked hopelessness into a space of optimism and opportunity. It helps you move from condemnation to curiosity, a state of mind that has a spacious generosity for your spouse, a mindset that allows for an alternative interpretation of your spouse's actions to the one that you tend to assume and condemn. We're Francine and Byron Parola. For more relationship tips, visit smartloving.org. Here's an opportunity to attend a couple of events coming up in the diocese. First of all, Exploring Pope Francis's encyclical, The Light of Faith. Events are being held at St. Paul's Parish, Tongara Road, Albion Park, Father McCormack Parish Hall, One Cabbage Tree Lane, Ferry Meadow, St. John the Evangelist Parish Hall, Cordo Street, Campbelltown, and St. Thomas Aquinas Parish Hall, Barrel. Listeners are invited to join with a panel of speakers uncovering the richness of Pope Francis's new encyclical and celebrate the end of the year of faith. 
The panel of speakers will present their thoughts and reflections, followed by a Q&A-style forum and time for discussion. For more information, including dates and times for each of those venues, please contact Darren McDowell, cfl at dow.org.au, or give him a buzz on 4222-2463. There's also a great talk coming up at Saints Peter and Paul Church Kiama. It's on Wednesday, November 6, 6pm up until 8pm. The talk will be given by Gillian King from Beyond Zero Emissions about using renewable energy and being good stewards of God's creation. Now, admission is free for any inquiries, 4234-0865. That number again, 4234-0865. G'day to our listeners there in Barrel. Now, in your neck of the woods, Hartzer Park are running a prayer evening on Wednesday the 20th of November between 7 and 9 p.m. Now, the theme for the night is an expectant heart. Presenters are Sister Jenny Kirby and Sister Elaine Cochran. Give them a call. They're on 4861 3223 or you can email them. H-A-R-T-Z-P-R-K at bigpond.net.au and that's for more info. And also to let them know you're coming along. You're on The Journey on Pulse 94.1. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore. Recently I had the bizarre experience of getting my gold driver's license. I say bizarre because I would say I'm generally a happy kind of guy. I like to make jokes and I like to make people laugh. So when I sat for my driver's license photo, I was a little surprised that I was told not to smile. Wait, what? This is a photo. As a bald Australian man who is over six feet tall, if I don't smile, this generally makes people think that I may be secretly planning to steal their wallet. Don't smile? Apparently, the facial recognition software has a tough time recognizing our face if our photos have smiles because, well, we don't smile very often as we are walking around. What a sad time we live in that we are better recognized without smiles. Jesus told us that he came that we would have life and have it to the full. Isn't that something worth smiling about? Now, he never promised us no pain or turmoil, but he did promise us eternal life. And that is something that definitely should bring a smile to our faces. So my challenge is a simple one. Let's make it our business to discover the joy of being in relationship with Jesus. And let's let the world know about it with our faces. And let's make them rewrite their software because our face's main expression is a smile. God bless. Well, Dodsey, we're almost at the end of another show. But before we go, I'd like to let the listeners know about A Gift of Life Teaching Christian Meditation to the Young People Workshop. The World Community for Christian Meditation is presenting a workshop on teaching kids how to pray. Teachers, catechists, and those with an interest in prayer are encouraged to attend. Now, it's on either the 4th or 5th of November, and it's in Sydney. To register, you're asked to contact Angela Giorgiani from the Catholic Education Office. The number is 9568-8246. That's 9568-8246. Well, if you can pop out a message before we finish up, Dave, then I guess I can too. The Holy Spirit Prayer Group Kiama invites listeners to a seminar on evangelization being conducted by Father Jack Salisbury. Father Jack's such an inspiring, charismatic speaker. I've met him many times. And he'll be at St. Peter's and Paul's Catholic Church Kiama, 
96 Manning Street, Clamour, on Friday the 15th of November, and the following day, Saturday the 16th of November. Now, Father Jack's a Jesuit priest, a native of England. He's a Catholic priest based in a community in Brisbane. He's been ministering and working full-time in the fields of spiritual renewal and evangelisation since 1980 throughout Australia and 85 nations on five continents. Father Jack's an international evangelist who's going to fill people with enthusiasm and skills for sharing their faith. For more information on this exciting event, contact Tom Anderson and Claire Anderson. They're on 4232-3118. That's 4232-3118. Sounds great, Dodsey. And I'll tell you what, I'm going. I'm going to be there. And one thing I want to do is interview this fella, Father Jack Soulsby. I've heard a lot of great things about him. I can't wait to attend. Well, that brings us to the end of another great show. Keep spreading the word about the journey. It's being advertised in schools and churches all around the place. And there's growing numbers of people listening via live streaming as well. Just go to pulse941.com.au. You can also listen to previous shows at any time, radio.dow.org.au. Be sure to join us again next week on The Journey, Pulse 94.1, Sundays, 11am up until midday, repeated Wednesdays, 10 till 11pm. We'll have gospel reflections, the lovely sister Hilda Scott, also Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy, Byron and Fran Parola, also Trish McCarthy and Pete Gilmore. So until next time, have yourselves a great week. The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the Bishop. You have been listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey on cradio.org.au. You can listen into The Journey in Wollongong by tuning in to Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. And you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on Cradio on Sundays from 8 to 9pm. To find all the episodes of The Journey and for more shows, talks and interviews, visit cradio.org.au.